I realize that it's never too late. It's it's never too late to to start. And as long as uh, today I'm here at point X, and if tomorrow I'm at X point one, whatever that is, then that is I'm moving along that journey uh, in a in a better way for myself, uh, for my family, for my grandkids, uh, for my work. In all aspects, it, it translates. I think it's. Uh, I think it translates across the board. Hey, everybody! It's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast, brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. My name is Chuck Flieger, uh, 55 years old, uh, married to my wife Angela for 30 years now. We got two kids, got a son-in-law, and I got two grandkids. Uh, up until last summer, I was full-time law enforcement, retired after 34 and a half years, and right now I'm working as executive director of a local nonprofit, the Amber Alert Network Brazos Valley. So retirement led you into another career. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the the my time... In, in law enforcement, I was blessed enough to, to be able to work in this field. Uh, and now by working with this nonprofit, it's the first time I've had a chance to do that full-time. Wow. And it's something I'm pretty passionate about. So uh, it's it, it doesn't seem like work. It's uh, And so it's been it's been really a, a good change. Oh, I love that. That's so cool that you, I mean, you're, I mean, to me, you're still young. I mean, 55, you're kind of transitioning into this next season of life. Well, sometimes I feel young and sometimes I don't feel so young. Usually that's right after class. So. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of your upbringing in kind of, we'll call it the adolescence, teenage years when it comes to exercise, working out. What was, um, what What do you remember from those days? I mean, did you work out? Did you play sports? Uh, nope. Nothing? Uh, no. It was, uh, yeah, I... Uh, the, the, the first time I really got exposed to any type of uh, physical training regimen was when I joined the Army. Uh, and I had to, all of a sudden I had a drill sergeant yelling at me to do push-ups and mountain climbers and, uh, you know, doing all that stuff. And so it was, I, I was not ready. Uh, no background not, in any no, type of fitness? No, no, nothing Was it, all. I mean, in that time in the Army, was it really challenging for it, you? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it, was, it was challenging at first. Uh, the, the summer before I went in the army, I weighed 210 pounds. What? Yeah. How and many, it was, and it was, it was, it that. was pizza and beer weight is what that wow. was. Uh, yeah. And, uh, by the time I finished with, uh, my advanced training, it was a total of four months. Uh, I was down to 140. You lost 70 pounds. I, I had lost a little bit before I went in, but bulk of it was courtesy of Uncle Sam. Would that would that have been after high school? Immediately yes, after? Yeah. So you're 18? Uh, no, I uh, I didn't join until I was 20. I kind of kind of just was trying to figure my way around, uh, and I, I needed something in the army provided me with what I needed. Okay, uh, so let's kind of uh, unpack the. You were 210. What were you when you graduated high school? Uh, probably 180, 190. So how, how did that 20, 30 pound weight gain happen? Uh, by eating pizza and <laughs> drinking beer <laughs> uh, and, and not exercising. Gradually? I mean, I yeah. And I, I smoked at yeah. the time. And so, you know, I did not, uh, I didn't, I didn't have any type of 
regimented exercise at well, you all, know, ever. We have some guys that come in sometimes when they're going to go into the Army, right? And yeah. they, they kind of start saying, like, hey, I need to start getting in shape. You going into the Army, did being kind of in that unhealthy state, did you have any of those thoughts or no? Uh, no, I mean, because I was... Uh, my recruiter, he didn't tell me any of that stuff. He just wanted me to sign on the line. Uh, and so I got signed up and it, uh, yeah, it totally caught me off guard. Wow. So yeah. you show up and, and I mean, and all of a sudden I'm doing push ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. so in that four months, did it all come off gradually over that period of time? Or was it like you lost 20 initially and then it, it was a pretty steady yeah. decline simply because one, it changed my eating habits. Uh, it was, uh, I was, I was not eating, you know, in the middle of the night, I was not eating whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. It was, you got three in, in theory, you got three meals a day. Uh, sometimes I would have enough time, depends on if my platoon was the last one in the last battalion at the mess hall, I would have enough time to eat my food from the end of the serving line to the cart <laughs> where you put the, the tray away. And that was it. Wow. Uh, and so it was, you know, probably not the most probably not the most healthy way to lose the weight yeah. but it but it got me down uh to something that since that time i have not gotten even close back yeah you've kind of maintained yeah. the new now yeah. it, 70 pounds is a lot of weight did you know some people experience like skin you know how when they lose a lot of weight yeah. did you have any like extra skin or were you just flat ripped i mean 20 oh no i wasn't wasn't ripped i had you know i got the stretch marks yeah and stuff i had for a number of years it uh and you know, I've, I've put some weight back on but uh, so it's not not noticeable but you know not not really you know a, a whole lot i guess when you're younger your your body's a little bit more elastic yeah did, <laughs> did you enjoy so, the working out uh no you hated no, it no yeah no it was, it was uh yeah and it uh i mean from that uh i i would i did the i, I continued to smoke unfortunately continued to drink you know because that's what you, you did back in the in the late eighties. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then I got out of the army and I got on with, uh, with, uh, you know, college station PD. And really there was, when I went through the academy for the police academy, there was not a physical fitness portion of it. It was strictly academic. And now there's a physical. Now that, yeah, now okay. there is, they work out, but you know, back then it was a 10 week academy. Now it's an 18 week academy full time. So they've added a lot, including a physical fitness component, defensive tactics, all of those things, so that it, it, again, that was just the way things were done uh, back then. And so I I never really did anything to um, address my fitness. Even my, my father died of a heart attack at age 50 when I was 19, uh, and I didn't even do anything at that point. But when my daughter came along, and I was still sitting there, I was still smoking, I was still drinking, and she was a year old, and I was sitting there. I had to do a physical fitness test for work, and I thought I was going to die. Wow. I was like, i got to do something, otherwise I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to be dead before I'm 40. How old were you? I was 27. Okay. 27 at the time. And so I was still uh, small. Not I hadn't put on weight, but I was, I was you know, working shift work, eating like crap, smoking, drinking, uh, and so I started running. And so from the time I was 27 up until here the last couple of years, that was really my only constant physical exercise. Love to run. Love running. Uh, got to the point where I did multiple half marathons, and I was able to, I was able to actually to get one full marathon done. 
one back. It's wow. probably been 15, 16 years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I really, that has always been, I've never been one that. So how you said your daughter was one yeah. and, and you were exposed in this fitness test. Yeah. What was the fitness test? It was trying to run a mile and a half. And, and, <laughs> and I thought I was, yeah, I thought I was going to keel over. Wow. Yeah, I was like, this is bad. I'm, I'm 27 and I feel like I'm 50. This, this is not sustainable. So describe to me the, we'll call it the beginning of running. Like what was mm-hmm. that first few months like? Uh, it was, it was pretty, pretty rough, just simple because I continued to smoke. And then finally I just quit cold Turkey. Uh, and then that's really when that took off. And I was, I was that guy that you would see out running, you know, in the rain, in the cold, in the heat, you know, doing Could six, eight, tell, 10 uh, miles. Oh yeah. When, when you quit smoking. Oh, absolutely. Immediate different, or I guess. Within the first couple of weeks, yeah, it was a huge, huge change. Was the reason you quit smoking because you started running and you didn't want to, or was there more? Well, I I knew that I needed to continue working out, doing something, uh, because again, my daughter was, you know, very, very young, and I was sitting there going, if I want to be around to see her grow up and see her kids, I've got to change something. Which So I I started running, and I continued to struggle with the running, uh, but then... I said, "Well, I gotta quit smoking. I've got to change something." So I quit the smoking, and then that's really when my running running and, took and off. Just fast forward, how cool is it? Because she has kids today, yeah. and you guys are a big part of their lives. And to hear you say that out loud, I mean, you're doing. You know, that was a pivotal decision for you. Oh, changing. Yeah, having like, kids will change yeah. a lot of your priorities and 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 stuff like that. So, so um, a lot of people when they're in that seat of doing nothing and going into it you know they dread the the effort needed right the you know running can be really hard i remember when i first started running um how did you approach those really dreadful running days um i I really liked it Hmm. I've, i've never been one that would wear like the headphones or anything like that that's my time i just completely unplug I'm not, I mean, it's, I don't carry a phone with me, nothing. I'm just out running, never listen to music. It's just my time to, to get out and think. And, and especially back then when I was running longer distances, um, it really was relaxing. I would feel bad if I didn't go running. Uh, I mean, like I would be, I'd be in a bad mood, uh, you know, and it was just because I guess, you know, just not producing those endorphins yeah, and getting going. Yeah, high, yeah. Right? and so yeah. it, so it, uh, and that went on for, I mean, just a, a number of years, um, and really the only any type of weight training or resistance training that I ever got was two times um, in my life was one when I was still in the army and I was deployed down to Honduras, and really there was nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. I had a gym, and so I did that. And then for a number of years um, after when I was, uh, it would have been back in two thousand and three. Uh, I got to go to uh, the FBI National Academy in Quantico, Virginia. And by that time, I was really seriously running, doing all that other stuff. And so I started lifting when I got up there to, to kind of complement it. Um, and so it was kind of a sneak peek at, at what I would like to do. But then when I came back, life got in the way. Uh, and I just I, I, I let it go to the... To the to the wayside and until I really until I started coming here. Yeah, so you so you were running seven days a week pretty much, or would it be five days a week? I, I would try and force myself to take a day off a week just to let my body recoup a little bit. Sometimes I didn't though. I would run seven days. And a week. And how did you come up with the distances? Did you follow a plan, or did you just wake up and say, "I'm going to run 
five miles. Uh, some sometimes it would depend on how much time I had. You know, I do a short run. Uh, if I was training for a race, uh, you know, I would do my longer runs on the weekend when I would, or on my days off when I'd have time to, you know, to, to put in for it. Um, so it would just depend on. Did, did you, know, you ever get into kind of trying to beat certain times from previous races or get competitive with yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's at, at one point now for a number of years, I was the, the, the fastest one at the police department for a number of years. The, the best I ever got was. I got to 906 on a mile and a half. Wow. And, and so that was, I mean, that was huge for me. Um, and, you know, I would get competitive with my times, like on the half marathons. When I did my marathon, all I wanted to do was I wanted to finish. I said, I don't care about my time. I want to cross the finish line. Uh, and so, but I would, I would really push myself on the other races, the 10Ks, the 5Ks, and the, and the half marathons. I would try and push myself to, to do better. So, yeah, I would do stuff like interval training. I'd do stairs. Uh, you know, all the, the different types of training, but it was all strictly, um, uh, I guess that would be aerobic yeah. exercise. Yeah. Only, only you know, the cardiovascular stuff. So the 906 time, uh, what's the, what do you have to get it under? What's the, the cutoff time, I guess, for your... 15 minutes. Okay, so yeah. when you first did it back in, when you were 27 or you yeah. failed, what was your, you, did you not make that time cap? Oh, I, I think I made it, but just barely. Okay. You know, so if, you see, if, I mean, you shaved 33% off of that time, practically. Yeah. And as you've grown and, you know, your influence in the police department, seeing guys come in, um, has there been any, you know, uh, use of your fitness to encourage other people, taking your story of like, hey, guys, I was out of shape. And, you know, I remember that mile and a half test and just helping people in that way. Or would you say with the with the running? Yes. Yeah, with the running. Um, and, uh, you know, not so much. We we had a gym for a number of years, but then we had to remodel the building. The gym went away. And so for the longest time, we didn't we didn't have any workout facilities mm-hmm. at, uh, at the police department. So really, it was just running if you wanted to, to really closely tie it to to work. Uh, and so, yeah, I would talk to people about runs. I, you know, on the physical fitness, on the the testing days, we would have to do that. We'd do that once a year. How much did getting in shape, you know, cardiovascularly impact your performance as a police officer or in the line of duty? I, I, I thought it helped me a great deal, simply because um, I'm, I've never been the biggest guy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to out muscle anybody. So my strategy, whether it was in a foot chase or in a fight, was to outlast. Mm. Use my use that to, to my advantage. That if I'm running after somebody, you know, I wasn't a sprinter. I said, but if I if I still had you in sight with after the first hundred yards, I was going to get you. <laughs> uh, if you could yeah. lose me in that first hundred yards, more power to you. Yeah. Uh, in a fight, you know, most fights are pretty intense for the first you know 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and so to be able to sustain that. Uh, in that and still have some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cardiovascular not capacity, be not be wiped out, uh, stand a better chance. And then uh, it just, uh, you know, I always want to try and avoid those things. But if it came down to it, yeah, I think it, I think it provided some benefit, uh, probably not as much as, you know, a more well-rounded fitness approach yeah, would so, have. So I, I remember distinctly Chris Rea. Yeah. Uh, telling me that you had actually called him into your office and he thought it was for something completely, I, I guess, yeah. I don't know, to talk about something more <laughs> focused on work. Uh-huh. And I think he, the way he described to me is he sat down and you're like, 
What are you doing for working out? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, so talk, tell me. Oh, he was, about I mean, that. you know, you saw him. I mean, he was yeah. the nicest guy you could ever Absolutely. meet. And, but he was an absolute beast. Yes. And, and I had been exposed some to CrossFit just a little bit in that all of a sudden I started in the locker room. I started seeing kettlebells showing up. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, are they, what are these things? And then, but again, since we didn't have a workout facility there at the PD, Really, I didn't. I didn't know anything about it, and and so uh, I'll be you know, perfectly honest. When we started the process, because we started the process for designing the new police facility years ago, um, and there was a lot of talk about you know, hey, let's you know make this into a CrossFit, and, you know, have all this and other stuff. And I was sitting there going, man, that's just a fad. It's not going to be around. Uh, you know, we need some bench presses. Yeah, we need some dumbbell leg presses, yeah. and you know, and just the standard gym stuff. Yeah, uh, I was like, that's not going to be anything. Um, but you know, we would have uh, regularly. We would all law enforcement people would get together and talk, and I would just hear him talking about you know his training and things like that, and just again, just seeing how fit he was. And I knew that I needed to do something because over the years, my running had started to come down because of, uh, you know, 30 plus years of wearing a pistol belt around my middle, my back mm. started giving me problems. Um, I've never been a real big core person. Uh, and then wearing that extra weight around your middle, really a lot of police officers end up with blower back problems. Wow. And so you combine that with the years and years and years of running and the pounding because there's only pavement around this town. Yeah. Uh, I really started having more problems, so I wasn't able to run as much or as long as I used to, so I knew I needed to do something, because I knew I was coming close to retirement. I wanted to be able to continue to be physically fit, so I knew I would have to... I need. I needed to adapt uh, my what I was doing. The same old thing was not going to... Uh, you got to change it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's when I asked him about it. Uh, and then that's when he... You know, brought me up here. I had no idea what a burpee was. I had no idea what a snatch was. Uh, you know, a clean, a dead. I didn't know any of that stuff. Well, and I remember. I think we initially spoke in the fall of eighteen, or maybe you guys came. But it may have been a couple months into uh, later. It was, ju- it was just into night. Just yeah, the like start February nineteen. Yeah. I just remember you. You had something going on, and you're like, "We're gonna start." After that, which could have been mid, you know, mid to early February or something of that nature. Well, we, me and my wife were going to start together and then she ended up getting a detached bicep tendon. Yes. And so she ended up getting surgery and I went ahead and started because we were talking about, well, should I wait for her? And we knew it was going to be months. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, and do that. So I started. Yeah. So two, a little over two years now. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about like we did running like the first, you know, few months or let's talk about CrossFit. You, you did the Mm on-ramps and then you transitioned to classes. What was that experience like? Uh, It was, at at first it was, it was a little overwhelming, the terminology. Uh, Like I said, I had no, I I had no uh, background of information you know none of that and so the the the, the terminology of you know of a, of a clean and a you know a clean and jerk and a clean and a push jerk and a yeah you know and a, and a front squat and a back squat all of those things they they started to uh you know started to come together and the the biggest thing that i was my number one fitness goal at my age and my history is i don't want an injury so i want to do the exercises correctly i want to do the best form that i can Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, certain things like squats, pretty easy. You're holding it, and you go down, and you come up, and you and you don't lean forward. Yeah. Got that. When you're talking about a you know a clean and jerk, there's a lot going on Tons. there. You know, yes. a, a snatch. Yes, it's a <laughs> there's lot. a lot going on, and and so I I kind of struggled at first with I really and maybe maybe it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I I think maybe I I overemphasized if that's a the right way to say it of really trying to do the best that I could on the forms because I know that if you start getting lazy on stuff, that's when you can get hurt because right. I don't want to go through a surgery and I don't want to go right. through a rehab. I don't want to have to deal with that at yeah. age 55 when I'm retired. And yeah. so I, I've tried to keep my progress more of a continual, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the tortoise and the hare. You know, yes. I've, I've been more of the tortoise that's right. <laughs> than, way to than, win. than anything else. And, um, and so that at, at the first getting going and getting, you know, again, understanding, uh, I was there for a long time. I was doing the 5am classes and that was mm-hmm. a, you know, that was a good group for that first year really is when I, when I did that and then COVID hit. Yep. Um, and so since then it was, you know, since the time that I have, you know, since retired and everything, so my schedule is a lot more flexible. Uh, I tend to kind of float yeah. all, all have around you, now. It, what, how was the soreness unique or different from running it's gonna sound weird i like the the soreness when i can tell that it's from working hard as opposed to it's sore because i hurt something right i like that feeling because now i know that i've done something to push myself beyond what i had been doing like when i would run you know if i'd run a you know i'm used to running four or five miles and i'd run eight miles i could feel that soreness and i knew hey you did something extra. You pushed yourself, and and it came out okay. And that's the same thing on the on the on the working out. Is when I get that soreness, then I know, oh, okay, yeah, I pushed myself, and it's not a, a a pain like an injury soreness. It's a hey, you're you're pushing your boundary, some, right? And, right. And I like that. So, have you noticed changes in your body from the in- incorporation of new stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I've. I've feel like physically i feel like i'm i'm stronger i feel better balance uh i feel better just overall fitness uh than before you know i i was really one dimensional when i was just doing the running it's a it's a big important part but it's but it's not that kind of that overall uh approach to things and so i i feel a lot better uh there um it is uh it's the the last thing that I need to do and do better on is nutrition. Mm. That's always been a struggle for me. I've always eaten like poo uh, <laughs> forever. Some of that was driven by, you know, working shift work. You know, back when I first started on the streets, college station, the Whataburger and Kettle were the only things that were open at on night shift. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and so if you wanted to eat uh, you know, that's what your choices were and and sometimes it was, you know, grabbing it through the drive-thru as you go. So between that and the army, I developed some bad eating habits. Um, and so a couple months ago, I, I met with Kyle. And he gave me just a few simple little tips that I've been able to implement. And I'd, I'd say I'm probably a C-plus student with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not perfect, but I, I'm starting to, to feel the, 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 the change in that. I'm, I'm feeling 
a little different in the way I think that my body is now made up. So although sense. you'd give yourself a C plus grade, it sounds like from that 210 version of you, mm-hmm. you've never gone back to that body, no. No. which means that you've had some mindfulness, right? I mean, yeah. you've had a little, what's your weight usually range from? I'm right at about 170. I stay pretty constant at okay. 170 now. And so that tells me that, you know, 140 was probably just a product of being Working out way more than you should, oh, eating way yeah, less. Eating that and stress. Yeah, yeah. drill sergeants yelling at you. Yeah, yeah that was but, that but, was not optimal. But how have you managed, even when you feel like you've been eating like poo, to yeah. maintain your weight and not go up to two ten? The the running running oh. helped out a lot uh, because I, and then I would use that as an excuse. Well, I can eat whatever I want because I'm right. running. Right. Uh, and and so now it's since you know again just the by the passage of time I'm having to my body's having to adapt. Uh, you know, I can't, I realize I can't run as often or as long as I used to. Um, so I need to do something else to, to supplement make up for, to make up for that. And then if I can combine that with eating somewhat better, then I, again, I think it's that tortoise in the hair. I'm making a little bit more progress right. down the So road what are some of those go. changes that Kyle encouraged you to make? Uh, as far as I was nutritional. Uh, eating breakfast. Mm. Never been a breakfast eater. So to get something in my body, and the thing was he said, you know, just have an, have an egg in the morning. Have a couple mm-hmm. of eggs in the morning. Get that started. Get the protein in your yeah. body. Yeah. Um, snacking. What do you snack with? Uh, snack with some stuff that, that has protein, low in right. sugar. Right. Uh, and smaller portions. So, you know, now I've got, you know, some of those, you know, those P3 packs. I've yeah. got beef jerky. I yeah. love beef jerky. I've always loved beef jerky. So, when he told me that that was, that was something good, I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, you know, and you know, and, and doing things in in moderation as opposed to, you know, getting home from work and grabbing a bag of chips and eating half of it until I feel stuffed because I haven't eaten breakfast or lunch that day. So trying to just refuel my body a little bit better throughout throughout the day, yeah, uh, I think would have. And it's only been a few months since we met, and so it's you know I know that that is not something that I'm going to undo fifty five years worth of uh, that just in a couple of months. But I I do feel different. I do feel that I'm making that progress towards where I want to get. Yeah. So if you could identify three things, you know, at fifty five, um, that would say if I did these three things every week, I'm winning mm-hmm. in my health. Like, what would those three things be? Right, right now, my optimal, what I would like to be able to do is, is to maintain a regular workout schedule. Right now, I'm trying to run four days a week, and I'm trying to get in here into the gym three days a week. Okay. Uh, I like to get into the classes. I love mm-hmm. it when I can get into the classes. It's just with you know trying to get the nonprofit up and going, I can't always, my schedule changes yeah. day to day. Uh, and so sometimes I end up, a lot of times I end up here open in the open gym, gym time mm-hmm. and I like the camaraderie in the classes. Um, and so the, but even with the open gym time, there's always a coach around. There's always right. somebody that is also working out. So I've, I've got that motivation, but yeah. if I have questions or if I have That's something, right. there's always somebody I can ask something, you know, just real quick. And then I get, you know, get the, the, the workout in. So if, Goal number one, I think it would be to to settle into a schedule that I'm able to sustain over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Understanding that life happens. Of course. But just generally speaking, hey, 
what is going to work that is uh, sustainable and repeatable mm-hmm. week over week so that it's not one week I'm doing this and the next week I'm doing that. Uh, the, the second thing would be to really kind of take my nutrition, not just in the, uh, just those, those few things that, that Kyle talked to me about, which was really just kind of, uh, you know, carving out like five or six things that I can accomplish, but I'd like to be able to now move into where I'm, you know, doing better three meals a day, mm. uh, and to, and to be able to, you know, in the evening have a regular meal with my wife that is also then, then healthy. Cause right. I think that's right. I think that's good physically, but then just being able to have that regular schedule with her, I think that's valuable as well. Just that, you know, that, uh, that relationship, yep. uh, aspect of it. Uh, and then third is, uh, is to continue to, I'd like to be able to actually by working that consistently, I'd like to be able to up my running a little bit more. Cause mm. like I said, I do, I love running. I do. I really enjoy it. And so if I could get my body to where it could take a little bit more to do that, uh, and then to continue and then improve in the running and in the CrossFit, yeah, just to, to get my body better trained so that. You know, and I, I don't want to set, you know, you know, a, a, some type of a arbitrary benchmark goal. But as long as I continue to improve, but I'd like to to move both of them forward, the CrossFit and the running. Yeah, and you, you know, at fifty five, I think you can speak to you started running at a young age, um, so you've kind of couple de- few decades, right? Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little wear and tear yeah, that has happened. There. So, what can you say? Uh, how can you summarize that wear and tear? Like what, what have you experienced as you've gotten older and the wear and tear on your body physically? It's uh, with me, it's always my lower back. That's Mm. where I start to, um, I say break down. That's where I start to feel it in fatigue, in soreness. Uh, you know, I'll feel that my legs just aren't moving as much and I can, I feel like it really ties back to my lower back. And again, I think that's, that's a combination of you know, several things, the belt, um, the, yeah. the belt, um, the running on pavement. Right. Right. Um, and I know that if I would do more core work, I know that that yeah. helps the lower yeah. back. I do. And I've just, I've never been a, you know, I said, I don't like burpees. I, you know, yeah. I don't like, I don't like sit-ups and I don't like crunches and all those other things. So I, I know that I need to do something because that that's all tied together. Well, I bet CrossFit's been so good for you because I oh, mean, yeah. everything is core, really. You know, yeah. I mean, everything we do from even the bracing of your abdominals to a, do a yeah. back squat to the deadlift to yeah. you know every kipping poop movement we do yeah. um, has probably been beneficial. So um, I'll kind of end with two questions. You know, yeah. uh, I think you you have so much experience in in law enforcement. CrossFit initially kind of started in uh, as a military slot, not necessarily yeah. as a military program, but it was adopted early. Let's call it yeah. that. Some of the most early adopters of CrossFit in the early 2000s, um, up until probably 2005, six, as more normal everyday people were military law enforcement, right? Yeah. And um, I think the reason they appreciated that style of training was because they really felt it translated into just day to day. So, how can you? Uh, validate that or speak to that not necessarily that you did it early in your career but after serving for as many years as you have army police um 
looking at maybe a guy who's new to the department. You know, now yeah. they have a CrossFit gym, beautiful yeah. in the yeah. in the office at yeah. the new police yeah. department. Um, you know, how does this style of training, right, CrossFit, really help that specific person uh, in law enforcement? It's because it's functional. It's functional, and it's the it's the whole body. It, it it's going to exercise cardiovascularly. You know, because you know, again, we don't like to get in chases, and we don't like to get in fights. But that's an aspect of it. It's a physical uh, profession, uh, and so it it will build the, the cardiovascular when you're doing you know when you're doing the the, the burpees and the double unders and all mm-hmm. the other stuff. It's going to get your heart rate going. Um, but doing things like, you know, proper form in doing a squat or in a wall ball helps you that if you're, even if you're not in a fight, but you're having to, you know, help push somebody's car out of the road. It's, uh, that if you're, you're having to lift somebody up over a fence, you Mm -hmm. know, when you are chasing a bad guy. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that if you do have to get into a scrap with somebody, I think it's, it's, it's more of a overall body fitness that will help you to stay safe. Uh, because you'll have a better outcome, you'll be able to stop that uh, that confrontation faster if you're in if you're in shape and you're able to control what you're doing and what that other person is doing. You can stop that faster because you're able to get it under control mm-hmm. faster. Uh, and so I think the uh, you know sometimes and again you know I was a product of it as well. You know when we did have a gym, it was it was. Leg press, bench press, and curls. Yeah. Now that's all anyone ever. That's all anyone ever did. We, you know, we concentrate between the knees yeah. and the shoulders, and and those three things because those are the things that look good when you're curling in the that's in right. the mirror and you're and you're bench pressing and uh, you know things that you can grunt at. Uh, but it was really you know just regular traditional gym work can get really narrowly focused. Was that all things taken into consideration when they built out the new gym for the new police department? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very no. much so. Very yeah. much so. Is the usage pretty high there? Uh, when I left, yeah, it was getting used quite a bit. And, you know, even when I still drive by now, I, I see yeah. those bay doors up and they're in there. They're yeah. in there all the time. And so I think it's, uh, I, I think there is, you know, I was one of those old guys. I was one of those old ones that go, you know, that is is tough to to retrain so i think there's a lot more officers that are taking advantage of it than perhaps when i did coming in and and i think that that is it's a it's a huge benefit for them personally but for the city because it's just general overall health uh, reduces you know sick time and you're you're not out missing work uh, you're less likely to become injured and you know have to go on workman's compensation. You're less likely for a physical confrontation to become protracted and possibly injuring somebody, which is a huge liability issue uh, for the officer and for the for the department. So just overall, the the more fitness focus that we can do, uh, one of the things that College Station was doing is is workload permitting is the officers are allowed to work out on duty. Hmm. Three hours a week. It's awesome. Uh, that would have never been considered when I first started that job. You know, it was yeah. like what? No, and you know, and you certainly wouldn't have. You know, just again, it's that mindset and that that the 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 mindset of the profession in general is just is is constantly evolving because right. because it has to. But I think that that is a huge huge part of it, and it's it's certainly something that you know I would recommend for for anyone 
because it is it is a it can be a very physically demanding job. You can be sedentary for eleven hours and forty five minutes of a twelve hour shift, and then all heck breaks loose the last fifteen minutes, and you just don't know. And if if your body is, you know, so just used to that sedentary position, or if you're if you're so bulked up, you know, because all you've done is the curls and everything, you're not properly warmed up, and the next thing you know, you you have to physically exert yourself. You're pulling hamstrings, or you're pulling, yeah. or you're tearing a bicep, or or something. It's not. It, it doesn't it translate it, into. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It translates. That's a good word. It doesn't translate into how your body will need to function in that job. Yeah, and as you explain it like that, it makes total sense. You know, even the high intensity, right? You know, you hit a workout high intensity for a period of time, right? Sounds a lot like what y'all have, y'all are demanded of, yeah. you know, when it's like maybe things are really slow until they get fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to be able to maintain that fast for as long as it's needed to be yeah. made. You know, it's almost putting in perspective what we do in here. You know, people can look at a, you know, a 10 minute AMRAP. They know it's over in 10 minutes. An officer doesn't know when this thing's going to be over. They just yeah. got to go at whatever intensity yeah, it is, exactly. whether it's a fight, a run, a chase, a, you know. Yeah. For and the, and the faster that you can get any of those stressful situations done, the the, the, the safer it is. Yes. The safer it is is going to be for everybody because again, it's uh, you know when you become fatigued and when that's all you have left, unfortunately, is you know you, every police officer has a gun yeah. at anything, and you have to be able to not only uh, use other methods beyond that, but you also then have to be able to protect that yeah. from being taken from you. And if you're if you're exhausted, if you're physically exhausted, and you can't protect that, uh, well, then that can be taken from you and used against you, or you used against somebody yeah. somebody else. And you know, I don't I don't want you know anyone to to get the 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 impression that that is you know all police officers have to Correct. worry about. But you don't know when that thing is going to happen, so you have to prepare for it all the time, and then pray that it doesn't. But it's not going to matter, uh, you know. If you haven't prepared, it's going to happen, or it's not going to happen. Well, and one of the things that they teach you in CrossFit at the level one is the fitness program is preparing you for the unknown and unknowable. Is kind of yeah. what it's taught, which is kind of very applicable. Again, going back to that first responder. Yeah. Um, occupation right in everyday life we can look at that from i mean i know everybody's done this but like fumbling your steps tripping over something like the more fit you are the better you're going to catch yourself period and And it can and it can be for other things i mean to to administer cpr to a person is very physically it's a very physically demanding thing and if Mm -hmm. and if an officer arrives on scene the first on scene they may have to do that for however long until the fire department arrives that can that can tax you yeah. uh, to you know to help somebody you know help the fireman lift up a gurney into the ambulance so they can get them to the hospital uh, to help you know somebody in a in a you know in a traffic crash to you know to get them out of the roadway if they're if they're in danger and then you throw on top of that it's not just the physical things that you're doing you have that stress level that is dumping adrenaline into your into your hmm. body uh, and so physiologically there's a lot that's going on you're heart rate is skyrocketing mm. and so just the the more the, the more balanced your fitness could be i would say it's it's always going to behoove that person again to come out the other side uh with the with the 
proper uh, objective accomplished, which is everybody's safe and everything's under control. Well, even hearing you talk about it makes me even wonder how a person who's not physically fit can do that. You know, it's, it's got to be very challenging. Well, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it's tough because, uh, you know, and even down to the thing of just even if if nothing else, just being fit, it pro- it projects a a a more confident image to a person that you're dealing with to where they go, well, maybe I don't want to, yeah. maybe I don't want to try this guy right. or this gal. Right. Uh, whereas opposed to if you're, if you don't look good, if your uniform's all dirty, if it's untucked and if you, if mm-hmm. you know, it's bulging in places that it shouldn't, they go, I like my odds. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. try this. That's <laughs> right. I can take this person. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. yeah, I like, I like my odds on this. Uh, one, so. Okay. So last question I ask everybody on the podcast, uh, title of the podcast is building better people. Mm-hmm. It's the mission purpose behind everything. It's the reason we do the podcast really is, uh, to share with people, uh, life change stories that in hopes will encourage them to start their fitness journey yeah. or continue on it because the, the belief around here is that if you exercise, you become a better version of yourself. Yeah. And so for Chuck Flieger, right, going back to this uh, 55 years of life, knowing the life story, we've heard a little bit of it here. How is that true for you? How, how has becoming fit made you a better version of yourself? Uh, I, I realize that it's never too late. It's it's never too late to, to start. And as long as... Uh, Today, I'm here at point X, and if tomorrow I'm at X point one, whatever that is, then that is, I'm moving along that journey uh, in, a, in a better way for myself, uh, for my family, for my grandkids, uh, for my work, uh, you know, in all aspects, it, it translates, I think it's, uh, I think it translates across the board, um, you know, but I think the, the, the main thing... You know, to talk to Chris, you know, when I was 53 years of age and, and that guy looking like he looks like, uh, you know, he, it was from the from the very first moment when I talked to him, when I came in and I talked to you, is, is the welcoming atmosphere that I've never, ever, no matter how little weight I do or how, many, how much weight I do, how many little reps or how many reps, never been any air of judgment or condescension or anything like that so it's always been uh very uh, like i said accepting and enabling once again thanks for listening if you live in bryan college station we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs if you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial visit us at boomfitbcs.com that's boomfitbcs.com